0: What's up, everybody? Welcome on in to the SE SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. I am SC Scoops Managing Editor Zach Haydorn. That is Podcast Extraordinaire and Wrestling Analysis Wizard, uh Tyler Sage. Tyler, man, what is going on? We got a big week. What's up?
1: We do. So big you didn't have time for imaging. Uh, the imaging, no
0: imaging. <laughs> we have too much to talk about. We can't possibly waste it with, with 19 seconds of, <laughs> of imaging. Oh yep. man! But yeah,
1: it's good to be here. Big week, um, as always in wrestling. I think uh, we'll be mainly in the ring in our discussion today.
0: Mainly, um,
1: yep. So, so, so we'll see. A little, little fun discussion about a legend. I don't know how much you uh, want to talk about. You know ftr gentlemen but you know it's a it's a good card and you know we're what four days removed from that was that friday that, that was going down or saturday
0: that was saturday friday
1: Something. saturday i don't know yeah it was this weekend because then you know we'll hear from ftr sorry i'm derailing but in the really weekend, not. We'll hear from
0: them, So this, hey you know we're just we're just putting stuff out there we'll put stuff out there there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a hum my friend. A little bit of hum okay. all of a sudden. Your microphone did not like the fact that he that you are uh <laughs> that you that you went off track there. It apparently wants to keep you in line. There you go. That that's much better. <laughs> better. You can't have a podcast, a weekly podcast, without a little bit of tech difficulties. Oh, and now I can't hear you at all. Bring back the hum. Bring back the hum anyway while tyler figures that out i will take care of a little bit of business on the show um this is the se scoops pro wrestling podcast it is um every single week at this time um nine eastern uh eight central time and it uh you know we talk all the 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 news of the the week all the news of the week we preview big shows we do uh just what we have to, to make sure that we cover um, <clears throat> the business in the, uh, in the best, in the best way possible for you. Um, so we're glad that you're here. Our chat is wide open. we got some people in there right now doing their thing. Um, we got Sean in there. We got Zach in there. Appreciate you guys joining us as always. Tyler will be back. He's dealing with the technical And There he is. He's back again. <laughs>
1: Anyhow, any we'll see. You,
0: you sound like, you sound just wonderful, my friend. Just wonderful. Okay, great. Um, so, yes. Hello, everybody. And uh, if you're in our chat and you're joining us live, uh, either on Twitter or on YouTube or, you know, wherever you you pick up these shows, um, our Super Chats are open. Uh, get on the show. Ask your questions. Get them in. Get your comments read live here on the show. It really, really helps us. Um uh, keep the show going and supports the show, supports SC Scoops, and we, we certainly uh, appreciate it. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to, to read all uh, super chat comments and questions live right here on the show. If you can't catch us live on YouTube Tuesday nights, we are on, uh, on every single podcast feed that you can imagine from iHeart to Spotify. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download us um, the following morning and uh, take us to work, take us to lunch, workout, whatever you want to do. Uh, we want to be where you are, and hence, uh, uh, hence all the platforms. So, with the business uh, taken care of, Tyler Tony Khan had a very interesting media call today ahead of All In, and I, I thought, you know part of me I'm, I'm sitting there I'm kind of like rolling my eyes at some answers it was it's exactly what you think it would be like he's promoting the show he's a promoter that's what he's got to do and that's the main point we're the media you know it's our job to ask the right questions it's his job to answer them and promote the big show that's the that's the give and take um, so on one hand he was definitely a promoter <laughs> during during that you could check um, all the highlights um at uh, scscoops.com right now um, But he tiptoed around the cash wheeler stuff, tiptoed around most of it, um, in terms of revealing when he knew what he knew, what he knows now, um, and you know, whether or not it's going to shake up the card. He didn't commit to anything, um, but he didn't commit to anything, he didn't, you know, he didn't commit to taking cash off the card or you know, uh reprimanding him in in any sense it's just they're watching it he's trying to gather the pieces and and then you know let let the rest fall where it may um were you expecting more from him in terms of a response on that or you know you know is it is it, is it just you just do what he's doing and you manage the situation and and, uh, and go
1: yeah I mean it's hard to say I mean it's <laughs> if he's off the card and off tv until this is all so- sorted or at least there's some more, you know, Hey, like we are, the case is going to, you know, the, the trial is going to be, if he's not going to take a plea deal, um, the trial is going to be in whatever, uh, six months from now, then, yeah, you have some clarity on that, but you know, as, as someone running a business, having someone on TV, that's, that's, you know, something you have to consider and to not have the answer there is, is interesting. I mean, I think, um, you know, I don't think the legal counsel for AEW has been horrible per se, but I I, I also think there's been a, like a lot of questionable decisions that maybe haven't hurt the company from a legal standpoint in over mm-hmm. the course of 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 the company. So that might be something there. You know, not all lawyers are great lawyers, so <laughs> that that's something to think. But you know, the the tiptoeing around it that I'm more interested in, as you know, I'm the the. You Know a Tony Khan ologist, I would like to claim and try and get in his head as much as you're, gonna, game, you're so. gonna write
0: a book about him someday, man. You're gonna write like oh, the sure. definitive Tony Khan book someday,
1: yeah. The unauthorized biography, because I doubt he will uh take a quote for that, but we'll see. So, you still see it if my all out uh press tickets get get confirmed. So, please, uh, <laughs> you're watching this, please confirm those because I haven't heard back from you. Um, anyway, uh, it's him tiptoeing around the when he knew what he knew because. Uh, You know, if someone's got an active warrant for their arrest and you're showing them on TV, you know, I doubt (laughs) there's like legal issues for you as a company owner, but there's probably some financial penalty you can pay, especially when you do a lot of your business in the state of Florida where this occurred. I think that's frowned upon. Frowned upon. Yeah. (laughs) Where you you own a multi-billion dollar business up north, you know, near the the state capital. So that's not great. So that is, you know, from a legal standpoint, probably does put him in jeopardy, but just confirms the not even unprofessionalness of aew but the just sort of you know flying by the seat of their pants nature of the company that we've seen manifest itself in lots of different ways so you know not surprising by the tiptoeing around not really knowing you know and and like when you think about as a fan like what's worse him just absolutely not knowing at all and this being kind of sprung on him and him you know the wrestlers the 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 you know, locker room is not going to tell your boss something major that's going on like that until you have to know, or him knowing about it and then being like, Well, you know, we got a couple of weeks, let's try to get it all in and then we'll deal with it from there. Right. Um, right. You know, right. I would say the latter's way worse, but both are not ideal from a standpoint. You know, I, I've apparently become a Vince McMahon guy in the last couple <laughs> of weeks, not from the personality standpoint, but from a running a wrestling company standpoint. And you know this does, <laughs> this did happen a lot in the '90s and the early 2000s. It's, it's very different. I mean, a lot of horrible things happened in WWE. Yeah. So this is one comparison where it's like I could definitely see this happening in WWE, where someone did wouldn't want to tell somebody and try and get by as much as they could without it happening. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of my my takeaways I, I wasn't really surprised by that. And you know, if you're in the middle of something, do you really want to acknowledge it? We don't have to. And just like with the press conferences at the end of per views, these. Conference calls at first were very intriguing because he was open. But as you get more and more into the business and more and more, and you've been bitten by how many times you've been truthful, (laughs) it just is like less and less impactful and like less noteworthy. And I think that's what you want, but then why even have one if they're not noteworthy? Like everybody wants to be Bill Belichick at a press conference on these things. And that is not good content whatsoever. Not that these need to be good content, but you don't get any information. You just get, Hey, we're the biggest Single night event in the history of wrestling, not a two night event. That's trying to claim more than <laughs> yeah. us, you know. Thrown shade at WWE and stuff like that. You can expect, but yeah. So that's my meandering answer to your question there.
0: I, you know, for the most part, I agree. Like, I I don't know what else he really could say. You know, it's like, what do you say? Like, like mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Could you could you keep him off the show? Sure. Um If you you know if you don't know all the the pieces and you know. This uh, it hasn't um, nothing's played out in a court of law. It's like I, you know, what I don't know what what you can do on a situation like this one. Like if if there's if it's something that's you know he 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 hurts somebody or he, you know some sort of domestic. I'm not I'm not saying that one's worse than the other. It's just that there are levels to some of this, and um you know I, I just I don't know that he could really give a better answer. So I, I don't fault him too much. I think you got to go with the show. You gotta do the match, and then you know whatever happens after that happens after that, whenever it happens. Well, and I think well, do you, you know? I think he pretty you much addressed it, it that way. Yeah, I
1: mean, do you think it's gonna happen though? I don't know if you're gonna get to that, but like, uh, I I know the reporting's been like more favorable that he's gonna be able to travel outside the state. But usually, when you are on bail for a felony uh, in any state, you're definitely not. Uh, you know, you're you're turning in your passport. So I, I know so, that was. Yeah, go ahead.
0: So this it's a good lead into the next question. And the next question is number one, uh, again, you can check out our full reporting of the uh, media call at SCScoops.com. Um but Tony Khan on this call pretty much like said that this match is not in jeopardy. You know, he talked about it being a dream match and one of the best matches one of the most match one of the matches he's most proud to have been able to put on uh, throughout you know the AEW run so far. And pretty much committed to that without like actually committing to it. Cause he can't fully, if something happens or there's, you know, some, some other repercussion, but um, he parlayed that comment into another comment, which is he said that matches will change. The card will change because of extenuating circumstances, like real life stuff, as he put it, um, that mm-hmm. is going to cause the card to change. And so it's bizarre because the first thing you think of when he utters those words is, "Oh well, okay, it's this, it's this Cash Wheeler situation." But you know, on the other side, he was saying that you know that's 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 going to go ahead and, and and go on. So it begs the question, Tyler. You know, looking at the card up and down, are you? Is there anything there or anything that you've heard that is in jeopardy? based on well, yeah, it was, the notion that card's going to change.
1: Right before we hopped on, it was reported Ray Phoenix is out of, uh, of all in. I don't, I don't think there's really an ex- explanation, but that okay, was. Okay. So that, that could be well, it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's one um, also on the previous point, I didn't read the transcript yet, um, but was there a follow-up question about like that match is going to take place. Great. Is it going to take place in London England, or is yeah, it oh, going to be I, a I, I'm, I'm,
0: paraphr- <laughs> I'm paraphrasing poorly. It, yes, yes, it yeah. was, you know, all okay. education pointed to it. It's happening on that show. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, live in, in the UK. Okay, well, we'll yes. see. I, I wouldn't be so sure about that, but you know, I, I know I'm know i not see. saying that to you, I'm saying that to, to, to Tony Khan. We'll see, but um, yeah, so that and then the other one, I mean, try to think, um, there could be some, you know, whenever you have so many multi man matches. You know, someone not clear to go is is staying able to go, and we just haven't heard about that yet. And you know, there might be one or two matches that change, and then we'll get sort of a retconning tomorrow uh, or Sat or Saturday, even though it's getting taped. So we'll get the news about that happening. So I think definitely uh, the Ray issue is probably what he's talking about, and there's probably one other match that's a little less important. You know, maybe the women's match is a four uh, a three way instead of a four way match, but, right? Right. Um, yeah, but you know, it's AW. So someone could be be driving down the street with a gun out the window, hypothetically. Hey, they, or, could, uh, they could just
0: they could add four people to a match. You know, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. it's so interesting to watch Tony Khan like in this environment. I mean, because you're so right to point out the fact that hey, he, you know, when you're a young company and you know you're you're playing from from behind when it's in terms of, um, you know, competing with WWE and finding your space in the, in the market, you know, you, you have the bandwidth to be a little bit more, yo, oh, yeah. Like I love the media. Let's do these things. I'm going to be really open about X, Y, Z. And then, you know, naturally as you get bigger and as things happen and personalities clash and, and business is on the table and, and, you know, for him, in his case, he's talking, you know, millions and billions of dollars, hopefully, um, you know, things change and it's gone so fast where they're doing double or nothing. And f- what is it? Uh, four years later, four years later, you know, they're in front of 80,000 uh, at, at, inside Wembley stadium. And so it's, it's really interesting to watch him kind of, pivot because he's not Vince McMahon like I don't get this I mean we know that I mean he's not like this ruthless wrestling promoter like that's that's not Tony Khan that's not going to be Tony Khan but there are realities that he has seen firsthand with his father and now himself that come with running a business in a massive business Mm -hmm. with a lot at stake and you know seeing him balance like all right, we've got this amazing wrestling show, which you know he's just totally geeking out about, but it's also going to do over $10 million in, at the gate, and it's 80,000 tickets sold, and, you know, he's got to protect this part of the card, and he can't say this, and his one talent has gone off the rails, and is pointing guns out the window. CM Punk is trashing, you know, the, the fourth aew world champion in an unscripted promo. It's like he he's dealing with all this stuff, and, and you know, he swings and misses and he swings and connects. And it's just, it's, it's, I had that feeling of watching him kind of navigate this press conference where it's like, you know, if he wasn't before, he's in a different stratosphere now. And it's, it's, uh, in terms of just being the leader of this company, it, it, it can't mm-hmm. be all, you know, goody, goody, lovey, dovey, you know, it, things change. And for him and this and AEW, for better or worse, it's changed pretty darn quick.
1: Yeah. And just, like, from the Tony Khan perspective, again, like, there's no way he's having fun doing a conference call today on, on this subject. No. I oh, admit.
0: God, no. No.
1: I mean, even without, like, you know, when you have good news, it's different. But, like, you're not a public company. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do these sort of calls. And, you know, me personally, that would be about the last thing I would want to do if I had a wrestling company. You know, I wouldn't start a wrestling company to right. be doing conference calls like this where um, you're either taking layup questions or you know, all that sort of stuff. So um, I wonder if, if someone transitions behind the scenes and starts doing these, you know, the way that um, Paul LeBeck was doing that for WWE events before events was out. And yeah. not that you're the heir apparent, but have someone, you know, just even like a publicly traded company, the CEO will talk for sure on those conference calls, but typically they throw to people in the C-suite to talk about different aspects. And, uh, I wonder if that's the case going forward, you know, this is kind of in the weeds yeah, on that, yeah. but I can't imagine that. You know, and there's always something, right? You know, you have give or take. I don't know what, seven pay-per-views now, let's call it for AEW, so seven of these opportunities. Um, not super fun, right. so but we we'll can get off that subject.
0: Yeah, man. Um it'll be interesting. It's a big weekend. It's a big weekend for AEW. There's no there's no question. Mm-hmm. 80,000, 90,000 Biggest show ever, not the biggest show ever. Semantics. The bottom line is, it's a huge freaking show, and mm-hmm. um, we're going to preview it here in a, in a minute um, with everybody in our uh, in our live chat. If you're here joining us live, super chats are open, so please uh, feel free to make a donation to the show. We will read your question and or your comment live on the air and address it immediately. Um It helps the show out, uh, helps SC Scoops out. We certainly. Appreciate it, and we appreciate you for for joining us. Uh, before we get to that, Tyler, um, l- I want to like talk about the edge um, goodbye from from Smack quote unquote goodbye from from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It, I like. I'm sitting there watching the show, man, and I'm like, okay, hold on, let me get a swig of this. Our unofficial sponsor, Three Floyd's Brewery here in Chicago. <laughs> I'm watching edge's goodbye and his like last match and they're doing the video. And I'm like, I just, I don't, I'm not buying it. I wasn't buying any of it. Like that. It's his actual last, like his actual last match. Um, that said, I did love what they did. I thought the the, mm-hmm. the the videos were great. I thought kind of the attention paid to edges history and the company was really great. I thought that they, you know, WWE can go way overboard with this kind of thing. And I thought they walked the line pretty well with that. Like they didn't treat him as like this, you know, Austin level guy or Undertaker level guy. And he's not that, you know, he, he was always kind of like a, you know, 1B player, you know, in at his at his peak. He was a 1B player to John Cena or to Undertaker. Batista what have you um but he was a a very influential part of the company at at, at really key times within the company I thought they they walked that line really well too and so um I bring it up to ask you number one what did you think of uh kind of that his his final appearance on Smackdown and with reports out there indicating that hey maybe he will go to uh to to AEW what's what's your thought on that open-ended question
1: yeah I mean lots lots to get there and we'll get to Zach's um fantasy booking here in a second I presume um so thank you Zach but um yeah it's it's interesting it made me think what was you know of all the hey this person has a good relationship with Triple H this person does not I've never really heard about you know, Edge and Triple H's relationship with each other. And as you laid out there, that, like, Edge is, to me, is like the Seth Rollins of his era, right? He's like, I mean, Seth's a better worker than Edge. But Edge was a pretty good worker before he got a bunch of injuries and, and could tell a great story in the ring, but was never the guy for any prolonged period of time. And, you know, obviously Triple H has an affinity for guys like Seth. He even had an affinity for guys like Punk. You just couldn't, you know, Punk is hard to work with but those type of guys that are like good workers can work within the system and all that sort of stuff. So I would imagine they have a pretty good relationship and he also never threatened triple H at any point for being the top guy. So that's always (laughs) a good thing when you're, when you're triple, He never, I don't think he ever, you know, got too much of the golden shovel action. Yeah. But um,
0: um,
1: so, you know, all that considered, you know, who's making the call here and, you know, it's, you would think if it's really his last match in WWE, he's going out on his back he's putting over somebody, you know, not, you know, it's not, doesn't need to be Sheamus, That's for sure. Um, And, you know, the reports are his contracts up at the end of September, I think. So from what is edge doing now, It really didn't feel like the last match in WWE. It felt weird if if you could have done, I mean, it was a nice send off, but um, if he has already decided to go, it's a good way to do it and be respectful and show people that, Hey, if you do leave, and go somewhere you can. There's always the doors open. You're not dead to us. That sort of thing. You're going to be a hall of famer, or it's maybe signs a six month stopgap and finishes at WrestleMania and you know put somebody over or whatever. So I think both are are as likely as possible. I'm curious what you think, but I, I don't think going to AEW would be very good for Edge or AEW personally. And no, there's nothing against that. But, you know, I don't need to see the Hardys versus Edge and Christian. And you know that's going to happen if they go. Um, and I just don't think that's good for those four guys and for AEW as a company. So I would lean him being done, is the least likely. AEW is the second most likely. And then some sort of, uh, you know, stopgap where he's still working and has a final match that you get some pomp and circumstance beyond this, which is nice.
0: That order is exactly where I am as, as well. I mean, again, I thought it was a really good um, quote unquote send off. Uh, But even if he comes back, it wasn't presented as that, you know, it was presented as a 25th anniversary celebration. And so Mm -hmm. I think it served that purpose as well too. And, you know, if they do that show and it's not in Toronto, I, they probably don't, it probably doesn't have the same tone as, as this, Mm -hmm. as this one did. Um, mm-hmm. but man you know
1: the I only agree thing with you. Go ahead. Yeah. the only thing about that is like last year he said like hey because I think SummerSlam was originally supposed to be in Toronto and then they put it in Detroit obviously but like he said like last summer that hey SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto I've always wanted to you know it might be my last match to retire in Toronto so I think you know I know you know that but just to like lay the groundwork for why there's so much speculation that that could have been a retirement sort of match so anyway go ahead
0: well yeah, well and also also it was you know it was because you know he came out that day and said that it was his last yeah. contracted match on, on the on the deal. So you mm-hmm. know the WWE has a few dollars to spare, I think though, to bring to bring mm-hmm. old edge back if they if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the AEW thing is I, I I don't I don't think he should make that move. Like I I and, I and I don't think Tony Khan should make that move either. Um, it just there's something about it, about it that just doesn't fit for me. Like mm-hmm. you know, because what hap- if he he goes to AEW and then, I mean, then what does he do? You know, like okay, yeah. he could work CM Punk. Okay, I guess he could work MJF. Right, he can work Kenny Omega. But then it's like, then what, though? And and, and people are going to want to see him cross paths with Christian again. But Christian is in an entirely different place. I mean, you have to pivot Christian's character massively to make something with Edge work out. And, you know, if Edge appears, like, he can't – it makes sense that he would side with Christian. But, you know, he's not going to be a heel. And Christian is like the uber – heel in this company right now like you could argue that he is like one of the only true heels in the company right at this mm-hmm. very minute and so there's just something about it that i think doesn't um doesn't necessarily click and i'll get to more of that in a minute um i want to read zach's super chat here zach thank you so much for for contributing and for listening to us live um and uh and, and making your point here um ed's showing up in aw and challenging luchasaurus would be interesting this is the way they would have to do it, Zach. I think it would have to be that. Like it, you know, and then you 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 figure you have Edge signed for a year or maybe two and you build to that Edge and Christian reunion if you want to do that. I think Zach what you've outlined here is really the only scenario that makes sense for him to come back. But then you immediately have to pivot as well. Like you got to get him in there He's tolling around with Christian. You're you've now started that long-term story. You do the thing with Luchasaurus, but then you gotta get your business out of edge. You gotta do punk edge. You gotta do Omega Edge. You gotta do MJF Edge. Um, and then circle back around. But I, I think what you outline here is a, is a is a efficient way to get him in if he's if he comes in. Last thing on this, Tyler, before I toss to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edge Edge is a WWE guy through and through. I mean they literally own 95% of his career. You know, he like everything he's done has been in, in that, in that company. And it's not like he can't get a payday there. It's not like, you know, he's not on good terms. It's not like he still doesn't pull in numbers and and it's not like there's still people that he can't, that he can't work with. So, you know, I, I I just, (laughs) I just, I just think that it's, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad match, and I'll kind of leave it at that. But, but Zach, I think you've cracked the code as to how to how to best do it. Tyler,
1: yeah, I mean, here's <laughs> here's one thing. Uh, I don't know. Someone please correct me, Zach, if you know. But I certainly don't think Edge was a name he used outside of before WWE, right? So it's a WWE trademarked name, right? Edge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, so so he's Adam Copeland, too. Like, that's the one thing. I know it's, like, kind of stupid to think about that, but, like, he's coming out to to probably not – I mean, I guess you could get the Alter Bridge song. Tony Khan would probably do it. But, like, I don't know, just to see Adam Copeland up there, I think solidifies he that edge. He
0: loves paying for music rights.
1: Yeah. But, like, Edge is a WWE guy. Like, Adam Copeland is just, like – him coming out as Adam Copeland is – even if it's even if it would be, like, an awesome sugar high – it's still like a nine out of ten if Edge is a ten out of ten, right? It's just like Adam Copeland is who that yeah. guy is. He's the guy from Money Plane. He's not the guy <laughs> wrestling for the TNT title. Um, and I, I like Money Plane. I think I think it's a great, not great movie, but it's a great watch. It's very fun. If you haven't watched it, I, I, we should probably do a uh, a watch, watch along, along live channel. watch along on maybe on, on maybe another channel. But um, so uh, we. <laughs> Um, so that's where I am there, and I, I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so yeah, I, I just think him going there would be bad for everybody, and not bad is like edges legacy is ruined, and and AW is going to go under. You know, nothing crazy like that. It's just like it would have been one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, when you if you have a friend who's like dating someone who you're like, eh, that person's not really good for that person, but they'll figure it out in like a year. That, that's kind of how I feel about this, and they'll It'll go be, back yeah. to the person they should be with and uh go from there but yeah it just and i think more of, it's more an aw issue for me than an adam copeland issue i think he would be fine and do some okay stuff but it just like again will since it, if there's no bad story it continues the doom loop of like aw like bad build good match uh it's you know retirement home for wrestlers to all know someone's did something crazy cm punk said something or someone's going to jail for some reason so that's kind of the doom loop of AEW to me Uh, for the last, like, 12, 18 months.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, look, like... And honestly, like, I I feel like, like, you know, someone listening to me right now could go, dude, Zach, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You're telling telling me that AW Collision needs more stars. Last week, we talked on this show about how CM Punk needs bigger stars to work with. And I think all that's true, still. But I, I... but I just don't think Edge is the guy to like, be the guy to come in. Like, like there's something there that just doesn't match up for me for, for, for whatever, for whatever reason. And maybe I'll be wrong and he'll come in and, you know, light it up. But um, yes, they need more top talent. Yes. They need um, guys for these top stars to work with. All that's true. I just, I think I'm more bullish than you are on it, That I just don't think that, that, that it's edge. You know, I, 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 you know, it's just, it's just not him in in, in my, Mm -hmm. in my eyes. Um, but we'll see. I think they're going to have some kind of surprises lined up for this show. Um, I, 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 you know, I would take, I would take the money on it not being edge, but I'll leave it at that. Cool. All right. Um, let's see here, guys. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody who's joining us live on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, Zach, thank you so much for your contribution. We appreciate it. Um, let's get into um, starting our AW All-In preview um, here. Let's preview the show. And we'll start – we'll let uh, we'll let a Super Chat kick us off in terms of um, our, our preview here. And it's um, starting with the AW Women's World Championship. So with this match – We've got uh, Britt Baker against Hikaru Shida. Oh, God, I'm missing the other two. Against Tony Storm and against Soraya. uh, Fatal four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Sean, appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate your contribution. Thank you for supporting the show and uh, and tuning in live. Um, Sean asks, who do you guys think wins the women's title? And what have you thought about the build? It has just been all over the place great place to start Sean appreciate your contribution and you joining us once again thank you um Tyler I'm not going to leave this you not going leave the I'm not going to leave mm-hmm. Sean's question I want to leave that up so we can all see it
1: what do you think mm-hmm. of the women's build here yeah the build is not good I mean the build uh you know I think you could say the mgf Adam Cole build has happened it's gotten a lot of it's gotten a lot of time put into it. Um, whether you like it or not, I think we'll talk about that. Obviously, we'll save that for for down the down the road here. But um, besides that, there's not been a ton of build. Maybe Jericho and Don Catless has been the second most time put into uh, a situation. Ar Fox and Swerve and, and Darby and Stang seems to be right up there. The tag teams, you know, I think outside of the the television screen has has been there. But so yeah, the build's not been good. The characters are. Not all over the place, but you know, I feel like Soraya and Tony Storm are not super focused on the title. Britt Baker had said she wanted the title like six weeks ago, and that's kind of been her story. Um, Sheeta won, which was fun, but you know, as is classic AEW with Sheeta and WWE with Oscar, right? There's not been a good way, and, and, and even Nakamura will that now in WWE, which I think they've improved it a little bit with Nakamura, but um. American companies have a hard time getting Japanese wrestlers on TV and defining their character in any way, shape or form. So there's not really been a good build. There feels like there's no reason for it to be a four way, um, besides Saray needs protected in the ring and, and, and protected as in you need just other people to make it a, a, a real match. Um, so that's why it feels like it's that way, but, um, i mean right now this is probably if you look at the betting odds i haven't it's probably the most even across the board because it's been kind of all over the place but my gut tells me it's it should be sheeta should win but i feel like it's going to be a brit situation um that'd be my number one pick just because that seems safe for tony khan and brit has not really it doesn't really have anything to do if she's not around the title she's she's you know, hot take alert, but she's basically to me, the Charlotte of, of AEW. (laughs) And I think, I I think she will spin fire. Yeah. I think she will wind into that. If you don't think that give it six months and then come back to me and see how you feel um, with the, her characters run. And that's not even a negative. It's just like the way I see it of like her character is defined to be around that title. And that's it. I, I would implore anyone to like tell me what Charlotte's character is besides that the last five or six years. So and that's kind of the same way Britt has. She's not really developed herself. And they tried her and Cole for a little bit. And that was another disaster to get sympathy for Cole. So, um, yeah. Yeah. so that's, where, that's where it is. And, uh, you know, the whole Soraya issue, too. Like, I just don't see her. The reason I don't see her winning would be just because, I mean, she can't work matches singles matches. So like are you gonna have her drop the title immediately or are you gonna have a bunch of bad, really bad matches and make the women's division that is much maligned look even worse and she's just better using other capacities. Um so yeah that's where I am I'm curious what you think about that but I'd say Britt will and I think she should is, is where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. Um Sean, thank you so much for the contribution. Appreciate you. Um I I think it's gonna be Brit Baker. I think Baker is gonna win this match. Um we have another super chat from Zach jumping in saying, Hey, I disagree with both of you hosts on the Scoops Mm -hmm. pro wrestling podcast. I think Soraya wins. It's England. The women's division is still recovering from Hayner's injury. Tony storm is doing great character work though. So Zach. Yeah. I mean, I, I will give, I do give Tony kind of a bit of a, a, bit of a pass when it comes to this match, because the build has not been good. I mean, not at all. and i and I think you could have done a better story. Um, you know, you could have done just better work positioning what I think ultimately the finish will be. Soraya like as cool as it would be to see her win the title in 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 uh, in England, in the u k. It it's it's not a good business move. I mean, because because for what you said, Tyler, like, yeah, it's might be good for that moment on that day in that exact minute. Um, but what do you do after that? You can't defend the title. Her singles matches have not been great. Um, I, I think she's you know good in, in this type of role, and and even better, just you know, giving the faction that she's in some attitude. And she can cut good promos and she can have some matches here and there, but is she going to, is she the person you really want to strap your women's division to? That's where I say no. So if that's the case, man, how do you not build to a Brit Baker title win more efficiently than this? Like that's the, that's the, that's the win. That's the finish. Like, I think, you know, you have, you know, for better or worse, your biggest women's star, win the title on the biggest stage that you've ever had in the company. That's what's at play here. And to that end, I, I just think that you you needed to tell that story better. I mean, you need to have her out there talking about winning the title, talking about what it means to main event or to, to fight for the championship on this show. Um, You know, and everything, and everything in between the story has got to be about her. And instead she just wins like a five minute match last week. And it's just, in the match and, and that's it. And so look, they've got another week here. um, But, but I want to see Britt Baker really strongly present her case to the fans as to, this is my moment. This is my championship moment. This is my, you know, the Austin era has begun moment in the AW women's division. Like it's about me and, you know, I'm going to win the belts and, and then, and then go and do it because I think she's going to do it. My pick is Britt Baker I haven't liked what they've done here. It's just – there's so much money left on the table and so much juice left to squeeze um, that it's like you're just – you're not getting everything. I mean, and I think that's up and down the card. I think The same criticism you're going to hear from me anyway, up and down the card, which is more left on the table. Go here deeper. Mm -hmm. Take this further. Tell this story more. And this match, and Britt Baker in particular, is – a perfect example, um, uh, perfect example of that criticism. Anything else, Tyler?
1: Well, yeah, I looked up the betting odds, uh, and I, you know, that's kind of a separate topic, but you and I should find out how to bet this as soon as possible because, uh, she's she's a five to one underdog, uh, she's plus 500 to win the match, and I think those odds and she are does, she crazy. Does the favorite, yeah, she the favorite, and then Soraya, then Britt, then Tony, um, for most likely to win, but I feel really confident about Brit winning. Like that's a, that's a huge number in, in wrestling gambling. Like that would be like the lock of the year. Not that you're going to win it for sure, but like to make that return. I mean, you know, you put hundred bucks, you get 600 back. That's, that's not too bad. So not, this is not financial yeah. advice. And I think, you know, I don't think you can bet it. You have to go to those UK betting sites and, you know, make a shady account and drop in some crazy crypto to, to pay for it. So, you know, good luck with that to make a $25 bet. But, um, you know, that's, that's interesting to me. And sometimes things are wrong. I think you and you and I in the audience would have a uh, um, have an insight over some bookmakers on that sort of stuff. So that's interesting, for sure.
0: I mean, it's funny because like if 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 if, if she is gonna win, like it, like it like like if Brookbaker wins, you can have her go over Tony Storm. You can have her beat Soraya again. You can have her beat. Sheeta. Nyla Rose you know in the
1: first in the first defense, you have to do that. That's tradition in in AEW. Oh
0: you know, right, right. How could I forget? How could I forget? I mean, there's so many different places you can go with a babyface baby champion, like a true <laughs> babyface champion. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's my pick. And, and this, you know, it's it's not. It's just it just hasn't been a good bill. I mean, I I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't see I can't it's like, obviously I'll, I'll hear arguments for anything, but I'd really be interested to hear somebody like truly defend the built of this match because, yeah. you know, and that, even if you would stipulate, okay, Jamie Hayter's injury messed it all up. Okay. That's fine. Well, the match was still built poorly. So, you know, it is, it is, it is uh, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Um, and like the wild, the one last thing, on am sorry, the wild card factor on this of like, you and I would both agree that the of booking is bad. I think even Zach would agree that it's probably not the best long-term decision, but like the fact that it is in England and have a big moment and she's going to get cheered anyway. Um, you know, I think Tony Khan might be like, yeah, let's just do it. We'll figure it out. And that's just, like yeah, not ideal either. So that's totally plausible. It just doesn't make sense. Like if this match happens at, you know, 8 PM Eastern time, it doesn't make sense at, you know, eight 30 Eastern time. You have to, you're already right. backtracking on what you're doing. And now she's a face. Um, but she's not. So, you know, that, that's that whole, again, like it's low on the list, but it's been a major issue with AEW for a long time
0: too. So. You can't book for moments though. I mean, you cannot book for moments like that. It's not how you book a wrestling company. Like, you know, you, there's, there's, if you pull 20 wrestling fans, they could probably think of 20 different moments that, that you, you know, that it would be really cool to see. Um, but it doesn't mean you can see all, you know, it doesn't mean you should see all of them. Like it, it just, you can't book your company that way. And so, I mean, if Tony Khan is about booking moments, you know, I, you know, I I think long-term that really hurts what you're, what you're trying to do. So, and that's what that would be. That's what that Soraya winning is a, oh, this is cool. It's a moment. And then, but oh crap, <laughs> what's gonna happen now she's a heel face reaction she won the title we like her but she's part of this you know heel faction should we break them up should we not how does Jamie Hader come back and, and face this if it's it, it just it it's messy it's so messy um and so yeah I agree with you on that okay um let's move to something else that's very messy uh Zach thank you thank you very much great topic good good question. Good prediction. It'll be fun next week to to break down what happened and uh, mm-hmm. and see who was right. Um but back to Messi. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the real world championship, official. That's the that's what's on the line, Tyler, in this match. The real mm-hmm. world championship. Man, Tyler, what does that make MJF? Do you like this thing? What where are you at on Joe versus Punk five?
1: Yeah, I mean it makes him the uh the fake fake news champion, right? I've compared <laughs> our friend Phil, not politically, but from a demeanor in a like how he addresses the public as a, a certain People. former president. So, you know, I think that would correlate there with, with the, the gimmick you're doing there with the story. You know, I'm upset that the golden vampire, right? Was that what it was? It was golden something like that yeah you know which is a dig definitely at uh you know the golden lovers and golden elite and all that sort of stuff so that's that's cute um but he could uh, like
0: like <laughs> do you think do you think he cleared that like do you think or did he just tell the production guy hey i'm the golden vampire see ya i'm going out yeah, to now, the ring
1: do you i mean do you think he cleared that i would be shocked if he asked anybody it's oh, no show. i don't know i don't think he did he's it's, no yeah, he's telling people high up and you know me Guys making six figures like Chris Daniels not for not working in the ring for for managing talent to not come to a show to manage talent, you know. So he's doing whatever he wants, and that's fine. That that's fine. That's that's what we're doing. So it is what it is. Um but yeah, I mean, what was your original question besides oh what's that make MJF? Yeah. But yeah, the match itself, like, hey, I'm just happy, at least at this point, that we are not getting Samojo coming out as Sweet Tooth, his character from the Twisted metal series on peacock. <laughs> you know, because that Don't would very that much there. be in the realm of possibility with last week's uh chainsaw situation. So I'm glad we're not getting that. So I'm gonna start up front that I'm happy about that. You know, we've seen this match to build to on it doesn't second. make any sense. Nobody yeah. nobody
0: knows this, nobody knows this. But yeah, Tyler like messaged me. He's like, Do I wear my leather face costume to the show tonight? <laughs> or or do yeah. I not? Do I do I throw that mask yeah. out or do I not throw that mask
1: out? Yeah. Well that they weren't even wearing a leather face mask. That was like the worst <laughs> cosplay that they
0: <laughs> that's true. That whole thing. Okay. So, so go ahead. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm glad we'll have a Thursday show. Uh to, to be more reactive to Dynamite, because there's always <laughs> yes. stuff like that to talk about. Um, but uh yeah. So the match itself, we already saw solid, it. it just feels like we are just spinning the wheels and getting a win for punk. You know, he is now one in three all time against Joe. So, so I guess that makes sense on that front, but yeah, I mean, he couldn't even hit the GTS on, on Saturday very well. So, you know, what are we doing here? Is it a lead to something else that, you know, does something in this match lead to the match at all out potentially? So that could be somewhat intriguing, but beyond that, I mean, this is like a slam dunk. You know, who's going to win? What are they fighting for? It's kind of up in the air. And we've seen this match, you know, three weeks ago. So it, it feels very WWE in a hey, we got to get this guy. We got to you know do this this microwave build of something we've seen already. So yeah, that's where I am, and I'm curious to see his reaction because if you think like yeah. you know, fans in the UK that have not seen an AEW show are not diehard people, and you know, I think they're mixed um, on on who where their allegiances lie on on this whole thing. But, I mean, they're pretty – they're hardcore of the hardcores over there. So, you know, is CM Punk thing he's going to get a hero's welcome? I don't know. Maybe he will. But I think that's going to, you know, paint this match too. And I don't know if he's ready to to work the match accordingly.
0: Yeah. I I I think this, like – I think this is one of the worst built matches um, on the show. Like, and not because Joe and Punk don't have a good rivalry. They do. But Punk, you know, he, we've been here. We've done this already. Like, like Punk just beat Joe. And they just told the story of this 20-year run that Punk had without beating Joe. And then he beat him. And that's, you know, it's like end of story. If you knew you are going to do this match like two weeks from now or three weeks yeah. or whatever it is, Like, hold off on that, dude. That's the time. That is the time for your like DQ finish. That's the time for your running. That's the time for your disqualification. Like, that's when you play that card. This is just more the same. And then, and then you add on that the the real world championship. Like, I really have a problem with that. Like, in terms of just like the company, it already has too many titles, like in in AEW, without question. And then you have somebody. It's one thing for CM Punk to hold that belt out there. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Are you trying to are you are you counting? Oh no, I'm
1: just get? I'm just I'm counting the Wikipedia page while you're talking. Sorry, that's yeah, that's on camera <laughs> as as I leave the screen. So no, you're
0: good. You're good. I was like, oh man, you're gonna get. He He really wants in on this on this, uh, on this spot. <laughs> um, now, you have too many titles in the company already, and it's one thing if CM Punk himself is out there carrying his belt around with the X on it, calling himself the real AEW world champion, that's got legs. That's got that. There's a story there for sure, mm-hmm. but you can't have the graphic on the screen promoting Joe versus punk saying this is, this match is for the real world, real AEW world championship. Like that's beyond silly. It, 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 it it ruins the credibility of the actual world title long-term. It, it might not right now, but it does. It hurt, you know, it, it, it devalues what MJF is holding. And then you add into that, that MJF hasn't even addressed Punk and like this claim of him being the real world champion. And it's just like, what, what are we doing here? What What's happening? Why is this going on? Put Punk and Joe in a grudge match. Have Joe furious that he lost the bout. Joe comes out. I'm going to just, I'm going to break Punk's limbs and I'm going to do this and I'm going to choke him out. And Punk wins. And then you move on. This real world championship thing is ridiculous. I think Punk takes this here. And I think, yes, it does parlay into a match of some kind at All Out. But man, you could have been setting the table for that match at All Out two, three, four weeks ago. Once Punk called himself the real world champion, that's the hook. But MJF has yet to to address it. And so money left on the table. I think Punk takes yep. this. But I I just rolled my eyes the whole time during this during this build.
1: Yeah. And I agree with everything you said, obviously about the, the the real world title and how it just like waters down everything at the very top of it. But I was on the Wikipedia page, which you know I like to get in the weeds on random things. So Because on the all-in Wikipedia for the match card, the Real World Championship has its own hyperlink. It goes to the AEW World Championship page. The AEW World Championship history is five paragraphs long on this page, and the real, the Real World title is uh, two paragraphs. So it's been around for a couple weeks. So I'm just you know from like a visual standpoint of if I'm reading the the whole history of the AEW World title, um, you know that this thing is one third of of the actual history of the title um you know from from a visual standpoint is not good so that's just not something good to think about yeah. not
0: good not good um all right you're you're taking punk too
1: yeah for sure that's the okay. slam dunk like the the one of the easiest one to pick of the whole evening so
0: all right ftr versus the young bucks three for the aw world tag team titles the biggest stage for this match to happen. Tyler, I like the match. I think, I think it's a good, I mean, it's a match fitting of this show without question. I think it's, it's the, you know, of all the matches in the card, I think this match fits this show best in terms of the history, in terms of, you know, if featuring the young bucks who are, you know, a his you know, a historic team in AEW, um, the fact that it's one-to-one, you know, there, I mean, this is the perfect time to, to do this trilogy match. So I give, you know, Tony Khan props to have held on to it this long um, and he played the card at the right time. I think this is the match. Um, and I think it's going to be one heck of a match on Sunday. Like I, this is my match of the night pick um, for sure. 80,000, these two teams together. Um, yeah, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be excellent. They've got one more chance to sell me on this match. They, I mean, it is on the talent right now to to build this match up, to put some juice behind it, to inject it with some momentum and some meaning. Like, you can't lean on, oh, you know, we're people think we're the two best teams. Like, you gotta. Mm put it in the storyline context. And so they've yet to do so, but the good thing for them is they're so good. And both teams have so much history and are so talented that they, it doesn't take much, I think to int- to introduce some real intrigue here. And they're going to have a face-to-face on Wednesday night, tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite. This has to be about business. Like this can't be silly young bucks shooting hoops with, whatever the hell his name is like, this has to be a face to face with FTR about being the best tag team of their generation and being the AW world tag team champions. And if that's the tone that they hit, and if that's the tone that, um, that you feel when, when you're, when that segment is over, I give, I give this thumbs up. I give this match a thumbs up. Cash Wheeler stuff, you know, aside. Um, but Grading it up until this point, we it's been void of all of that. Like, There's been mm-hmm. nothing from the Young Bucks. There's been nothing from FTR. There's been nothing of substance from either of those teams. And you're just doing the match a disservice not to get there. And again, I think they're going that route. I think that they are going the route of they're going to make this really personal. I think they're going to make this really dramatic. And I think that segment tomorrow night or Wednesday night on Dynamite is going to be must-see. So I've got, you know, I I, I I'm holding back on really criticizing the build here because I think, you know, they have a makings of a home run um, brewing for the go home dynamite, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna hit one. If they do, this gets a thumbs up for me. I think we are talking the match of the night. I think FTR win or uh, the Young Bucks win this. Um, that's my pick. Tyler, over to you.
1: Is the before I is the Young Bucks winning? Is that what percentage of that is real world cash stuff, cash wheeler, that is
0: coming uh, into it? Or do you think
1: this, if without that, do you think that, that the Young Bucks win just as much in your mind? I would clearly? have
0: picked the Young Bucks either way. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so again, I'm going to be Debbie Downer. I, you know, if there was a, a, you know, again, for betting, I think you and I should bet this because I'm going the same way. But, um, really? Because uh, hey, those, those odds are good for us too. So, but, like, if there's an op- option to bet this match doesn't happen the way it's constructed, I think that is where I would be going. Again, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill and say, but, like, there's some serious stuff to leave the country when you're facing that stuff when you're on bail. So just, like, keep that in mind. I know Tony Khan said something, but things That's can true. happen. And if he doesn't have a passport, like, he's a flight risk. And I'm not saying he is personally, but anyone that is outside the country after getting on bail that, you know... um, you know what's the report that the arrest warrant was the twenty seventh of July, and then he tur- he yeah. was on TV not accepting the warrant. Right? Is the reporting I'm not saying that's the actual that's, facts of the matter? That's the reporting, right. right? Yeah. So that's the alleged situation there. So you know if that's the case, if that is if that is fact, and I'm not saying it is, then no way that person would be able to uh, leave the country even with a work thing. So I and so. Maybe that reporting is off then, but I'm just telling you how it works. Even in Florida, <laughs> it works the same way. So um, you got to have but, that
0: caveat. All respect to our yeah, Florida, yeah,
1: yeah. But all of that, like you know, and this is the rubber match. I'm trying. I was trying to run down their history in my head, and, yeah. and then okay, which is like it doesn't fit. I-, I think they're going at least five in their careers. Obviously, the Bucks resigned and FTR resigned pretty recently as well. Because the, I mean, the Bucks and FTR. I mean, FTR did it with the briscoes like you got to have that epic ladder match at some point too right so i don't think this is the end of it and for that reason i would think the ftr would have won this i do think not knowing the availability of cash in the future you know if it's not the bucks you don't have a team ready made to take it off of them that's not weird like the guns or you know reheating the acclaim which you could do but um you know it could probably be the hardy something like that right and that's not ideal so I'm Tony Khan for all the reasons outside of the ring I, I think the Young Bucks will win this but I think it would make more sense for FTR to win this in a vacuum and then have the fourth match be some sort of ladder war match whatever a year from now 6 months from now Arthur Ashe 2024 something like that to like yeah, really sure. be the that to, to do it later and all that stuff and then eventually you know a year from that do a fifth one and it's best of 5 and and you know both teams are have one year left on the deal whatever but I think the Bucks are going to win here as well. They're the underdogs per the betting odds. And um, I think that's interesting, but we'll see. And I'm curious, again, the reaction, like we talked with CM Punk, what's the reaction from the live crowd? Is the whole night basically, you know, is it going to be a both these guys kind of match from the live crowd? Or is that more of a young Bucks? Is it more of a, a FTR crowd? Is it more split? I'm, I'm intrigued to see that thing. Cause I actually don't have a good, a good play on that. I, I know we're well, definitely, it's like, four in the morning in the UK. So we have no UK listeners watching us live, but uh I'm curious what they would think.
0: I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. It'll be, it'll be interesting to get, uh, to get that, that perspective. Um, we got another super chat from Zach here. Zach, thank you. The match should be excellent. FDR should win, but cash this situation it may complicate that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're like right in line with us on this. I think, I think the match is going to be excellent. Like I, 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 again, this to me, um, and Zach, you hit the nail on the head, and, and we thank you for your contribution. That this is, this is, you know, in a nutshell, and in a lot of ways, like a defining AEW match. I know FTR wasn't around from the very beginning, but it wasn't long into their history before FTR was there. Like it's really the first, the first dream match that. Tony Khan put on an AEW was that first FTR young bucks match back at full gear. And in 2020, when there was only like, what, 15% or 20% of the, of daily's place, you know, allowed to, uh, you know, they were only allowed to fill it 15, 15, 20%, whatever it was at that time. This was like the first dream mess that they had. This is before punk. This is before Cole. This is before Brian Danielson. Mm Um, this is before Matt Hardy, I think, maybe not. Um, but it's it's before all of that, and so I think to you know you honor what the rivalry means to the company with this match, um, and I I don't think that that significance will be lost on on the Young Bucks or FTR, um, and you know yeah it, it, by all accounts like they not they're not on the same page all the time you know. Dax would love CM loves him some CM Punk and clearly the young bucks don't so you know they're they're not best friends but you know I think yeah. they do business here and I think this is one of the I think this is going to be one of the more memorable matches from the show and 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 if it's done right one of the most memorable tag matches ever I think if they, if they can if they can uh, if they can pull it off so I agree with you Zach on that All right let's keep it rolling here let's um Tyler, Stadium Stampede is on this show. <laughs> All right. We've got the Black... We'll just call it Team Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley, Claudio, Guta, and then two TBD. Or no, wait. Is it three TBD? Three TBD.
1: Yeah, it's like... Three people. That's that's another... Yeah. Yeah, three. Because yeah. it's one, two, three, four. Because it's six yeah. on six. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we got Eddie Kingston against Penta, no more, not Ray Phoenix anymore, uh, orange Cassidy and, and then best friends. How do you do a stadium stampede when you have 80,000 people actually in the stadium that you're in? Explain that one to me.
1: Well, you know, it's in a stadium. You can, you can stampede around. You can, uh, you can pair off and (laughs) it'll be like the one, uh, this past double or nothing, right? That was a stadium stampede as well. And that, was like you know one or one or two of the groups were in the ring, and then you know you you cut and you know Brian Danielson's bleeding like a stuck pig from from off screen and, and whatnot. I think it'll be like that scenario where you're in the crowd. There'll be a couple spots and other places, but it's more of a traditional okay. walk and brawl multi man match. I doubt it's a hey there. I mean, let's hope. I doubt it's a pre tape where there, you know some pe- oh, some. God. British-looking people are are, are, uh, are drinking tea and then someone gets body-slammed onto the the table. You know, I, I don't think we see that. Um, hopefully that 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 gimmick is not used. But I think it's more of that, like what we saw um, at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas uh, this past year. So it's like, you know, in, in a bloody affair, no pun intended, but, you know, Blackpool Combat Club, everyone's bleeding. So I, I see it as that, as a, a title... On a match so you know what to expect is kind of the branding here and i don't think it's okay. good brand okay but um because the match has not been built really either right i mean that's kind of the theme of the show right it's just like hey here's some matches this is a glorified indie show and i know the original was as well but you know i think that is the either the flaw or the the perk of this if you're depending on where you stand on this of kind of having the spirit of an indie match where you have you look at a card you see a lot of cool names and you don't really know, Hey, I don't really know the story, but X is fighting Y and that's cool. So, you know, here's a legend. Oh, cool. I'm going to this indie show. Joey Janelle is going to wrestle Tommy dreamer. That's a weird, stupid match. And I can't wait to see it. You know, that's kind of what this feels like from an AEW perspective of like, Oh yeah, they're going to like Moxley's totally going to blade, do a blade job for, for orange Cassidy and orange Cassidy's going to bleed. It's going to be hilarious. And then maybe it's colored orange. That's like a joke, you know, that sort of stuff fits oh, in this sort of match.
0: Don't, don't. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. This no, is why no, I should no, work no, for
1: no, a wrestling no. company because I'd have nothing but bad <laughs> ideas that people would be like, "Oh, that's good ideas. like, "Oh, I was joking." Great. Now we're doing this.
0: No. So. No. No. I. Yeah. I mean, I'm like pretty much like tossing my hands up at this one. Like it. it it's a match that exists. You know, the only reason I even bring it up to talk about be- is because like it's got some like star power in it. Don Moxley is in this match. Like one of your like, you know. One of your, like, (laughs) your, your guys, your AEW guys, Moxley's in this thing, you know, and, 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 and that's fine, except that that means he's not in something else. That means one of your top six stars is not in a tip top tier meaningful match on the biggest show in your company history. And I'll say it again. Mm -hmm money left on the table you know i i think i think the the blackpool combat club are going to win this but but then what i mean it's just it's just it's just it's nothing it's just it's just it's a nothing it's a nothing filler match like this could be on dynamite for sure and and i don't think anybody would bat would bat an eye mm-hmm. i agree from one weird multi-man match to another adam page kenny omega koto abushi Against Zeus Robinson, Jay White, and Kenosuke Takeshita, uh, man, Kenny Omega needs to have a singles match on the biggest show in AW history. Period. I don't, I don't care personally that this is a dream pairing of of Omega and Ibushi and Page. I don't care that it's Omega and his two most famous tag team partners. You do a singles match with Kenny Omega on this show. Like you know, you would not see New Japan book Kenny Omega these days in a singles match on Wrestle Kingdom shows, wouldn't happen. You had and, and on top of that, you had you have a singles match that you're ready to go with. Like do Takeshta against Omega. Boom. There you have it. That tells the story. Does that mean Hangman Page isn't on the show? Maybe, yeah. Does it mean Ibushi's not on the show? Probably. Yes. But Omega in a singles match on this show is significantly more important than both of those things. And I think it's I think this match sure is it going to be a good match? Yeah. Is it going to be fun to watch? Yes. But am I kind of shrugging my shoulders going like, "Eh, okay, you know whatever?" Absolutely. So, I I I I think I think Takeshita and company are going to get this done to lead to a match at all out. But I I just don't know how you don't have Kenny Omega wrestling in a singles match on this show, period.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is, uh, you know, indicative of the way this whole match, this whole card is put together, right? A promoter put this card together to get everybody on the show. And, you know, I, I don't want to go so far as to say it's like the weak leadership of Tony Khan, but it's the poor vision of, hey, like, what you just laid out there, right? It should be Kenny and Takeshta. That's the story that continues the story between the two of them. You can have Don Callis and his group and Kenny. That's your, the important story you're telling as opposed to this feeling more like the first forbidden door where everything kind of takes a pause and you have this fun little exhibition within your company. And then, and then you all right, now we're going to get back to normal once we get past all out and we're resetting and telling our new stories. Right. And you just, the veil Is is not covered as well as it needs to be. And you need to have the intestinal fortitude to drop, like you said, hangman and abushi. Hangman and abushi have done nothing on television as characters for a while. And that's the the pop that's the positive of like, hey, post all out. Both of them can have stories. Like, hey, if FTR beat the young bucks and you know, cash is available, you can definitely be heating up Kenny and Kotabushi. And tell that story of them as a tag team. And I am all in on the Golden Lovers taking on FTR. I think that is an awesome match to build to. And that's when you drop yep. in Ibushi and you go from there. You have not have some singles matches, whatever, right? So it's not rocket science. And, you know, maybe Tony Khan in his heart knows that's the right thing to do. But he can't say no to people being on the biggest show. He's got to keep people happy. You got to get Juice Robinson on the show. I totally get that. No qualms here about that. But, uh, uh, you know, obviously I'm joking about that. But, you know, you got to get... You got to get Chuck Taylor on the show. He's been a loyal soldier, right? I mean, that's kind of the mindset of Tony Khan and not having like the ability to, hey, like, hey, you've been doing good work, man, but like, I appreciate you you getting slammed through a car windshield on Rampage twice for me, but like, I'm going to renew your contract. That's my thank you. Not putting you on the biggest show because like you'd be working, you know, wrestling revolver. No offense to them. Shout out to wrestling revolver, but you'd be wrestling, you know, what's the one in your backyard where they wrestle at the high school? Um, Wrestle Warrior,
0: Wrestle Warrior, yeah, Warrior yeah. Wrestling. So you know you're,
1: wor- yeah, Warrior Wrestling. You're working that. And no offense to them, they put on good shows. They're fun, but like that's my thank you to you. If I'm a promoter, and that's like sounds like a dick thing to say, but like when you're running a company and managing people, like that's how it's got to be. So that's, Gosh, that's all kind of on the point. So
0: absolutely, Zach chiming in. Thank you, Zach. He says, "Okay, this match is going to be fantastic. Do I wish it was?" Omega versus Takeshita, yes. But what does it say when we're complaining that Ibushi's on the card? I mean, Zach, here's what I would say to that. Now, I, I, you know, came clean. I think the match is going to be great. I think it's going to be a really good match, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but um, is it going to be better than Omega versus Takeshita one-on-one? No, I don't think so. I think to Omega, you know, he is a big match guy in a singles match. Singles matches on big shows with high stakes. I mean, he just he is, and so why not? You know, why not give him the ball on that? So I think that match is better. You know, even if you stipulate to the fact that okay, the the trios match is going to be awesome, Omega Takeshita one on one will be would be even better. Um, I also, you know, I don't think you're we're complaining. It's just uh, Abushi hasn't been on TV. Like, and the last time he was, you know, for as great as Bushi is and was and will be, he's that that was not the same Kota Abushi that we saw at, at Forbidden Door. Like, it just wasn't. I mean, he, he he had his moments and he, or not at Forbidden Door, uh, uh, what the hell was that? Uh, Blood and Guts at Blood and Guts, or what you know, that mm. that mm-hmm. did not look like the Kota Abushi that were. Were and not from a looks perspective, but from a just a in ring perspective. Like he was slow a step, and it you know it didn't he didn't add much to that match. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like it's cool to see Obushi, sure, but again, that's that's moment type stuff. That's not building good cars and that's not building good matches. And so, um, I push back a little and say that yeah, I'm, complaining is the wrong word. It's just put bushy in a position to be more valuable for you and he's mm-hmm. significantly more valuable I think in Tyler's scenario where okay it's golden lovers against FTR or golden lovers against the Young Bucks again like mm-hmm. that that is Ibushi that 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 matters more than just oh he's in this match now and you know that's that's that, Tyler. You want to time and for in? like a,
1: like, yeah, like a fan, like from a fan service perspective, which I think is, and not, that's not like a negative that Zach's getting at here. You know, if you're there and you bought a ticket. You're trusting AW and Tony Khan to see like all the stars on that card, and I get that. That's like a valid argument to like have all these multi man matches that you're gonna forget about. Like, you're we're not gonna forget about the Osprey. Kenny Omega singles match, but we're going to forget about this match six months, months from now. You're going to be like, hold on, who was, was Kenny, is, was Hangman the other guy with Abushi, with or was that, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Like that that's yeah. how it's going to be. It's going to be, but like, that's why I think in hindsight, I don't know how they did not book a venue. I know it's hard to tape at a certain time. What you'd have to tape it at, just tape it. There should have been. A collision in the U- in the UK and in London, right? So all the hardcore fans, you could have a Bushi on that card to be like, Hey, on that weekend I saw everybody. Maybe not all at all in, but I went to collision, there's twenty thousand people there, and then the ninety, like the people that really want to see both cards could have done that. And you could have avoided a lot of these things. You could have Hangman and Coda, Bushi, tag team against Juice and Jay White. And you could have, you know, you could have everybody still involved and everyone that weekend got to see everybody. It's a big hunky dory, fun time for everybody. Um, so that's, that's, I, I mean, is not issue. even on the
0: roster, yeah. really. I mean, like, like if you go to an EVW yeah. show, there should be no expectation. You're going to see Kota Abushi. Like he's mm-hmm. not even, he's not a part. I mean, he, he's been around the company, but he's not like a contracted talent. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think if yeah. you went to all in and expecting to see Kota Abushi and didn't, and then were upset about it, like that's on you. So,
1: yeah. And I would say, like, as a fan, I don't think it's going to do anything. But, like, that's, like, the so, same thing with, like, WrestleMania. Like, <laughs> like I, I wish people were not selling out. A re- I mean, it's good for the business. But, like, for us as fans and consumers, like, it's not good to be selling out stadiums without a card, Um, I think, <laughs> yeah. for, like, the long term. um, And that's, you know, I understand why people do it, because you're not going to be able to get a ticket, even though you probably get a pretty decent resale ticket the day of if you're in London to, to go to all-in, probably bad seats. But, like. That doesn't help either that basically they can put anything out there and it's already sell out and you're not going to feel the effects of that as a business for putting on bad cards if you do sell outs in advance for, you know, at least a year before you're really going to hurt yourself doing that. So, you know, eventually it catches up to you, but it doesn't help that these all sell out without any indication of what we're doing and just... You know, it bolsters a guy like Tony Khan and Paul Levesque, right? They're doing the same thing at WWE. To be like, "Eh, yeah, whatever we put out there, they're going to love it because they keep selling out these things without anything. So it's all about the brand. It's not about any of the people in here. It doesn't matter what we do. They just want to see what we do. And that's what's the important thing. And it's not, right? It's the storytelling. It's the characters. All that sort of stuff that you and I advocate for
0: here. I'd say, though, too, that like we'll preview one more match here before we ride off into the sunset. But, you know. You can go to that well right now, like you know WWE is a hot product. Like they're mm-hmm. riding a high. You know they've got a lot of good things happening. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. is hot. Bloodline is hot. Cody Rhodes is hot. Vince McMahon is gone-ish. Um, like <laughs> there's there's a lot there um, that doesn't last. Forever. He's in hot water. <laughs> yeah. Yes, in hot water. That doesn't yeah. last forever. I mean, it just does, it does it. Same thing with Tony Khan. Like, are you going to sell if you, you know, I we will see, we'll see how the show goes and the show hasn't happened yet, but you know, I don't think to me right now, they don't have a hot enough card that'd be like, okay, the next time they sell what they, they, they run Wembley, you know, they can do better in ticket sales. Like I, you know, you can only like go to that well so often you still, even if you're, you're selling out shows, before the cards are announced, you got to deliver on those shows because you, you know, you have to go back to these markets. You have to continuously put on pay-per-view events. You got to put on big shows. And so, yeah, you may not feel the sting, you know, year two or year three, but by year four, maybe you will, you know, you, the chickens come home to roost. So it's like the roosters come home to roost or the chickens, whatever you get what I'm saying. Yeah. the, yeah. the, you know, you, that it happens. And so um you can't rest on those laurels, even if you have, you know, a sold out car, like, you know, WWE mm-hmm. touting record gates already for, for WrestleMania 40 selling 90,000 tickets or whatever it was across the two nights. And, you know, if I'm Paul Levesque, that doesn't mean, oh, well, great. I can phone it in now. It's, oh man. Now there's, to me, it's like, now there's pressure. Now I got to deliver. Mm-hmm. I got to deliver on that because, you know, people threw down their money early and we got to put on the best card possible. And I, I know that's, there's, that's admittedly, maybe a little naive, but again, I think that, that the debt comes at some point and, you know, uh, you got to make good on that on the front end when, while you go. All right, Zach, thank you. Thank you for the, the contribution. Um, And for being part of the show, we really appreciate it. You always make a really great point. So I uh, appreciate the comment. All right. We'll finish with the old AEW world championship here. MJF versus Adam Cole for the AW world title. Tyler, there's your BFFs colliding one-on-one in the main event of the biggest show in the history of wrestling per Tony Khan, and certainly the biggest show in AEW history. Um, Where are you at on this right now in terms of, you know, Grading the build, and in terms of where they go for a finish.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one that you know I was, and this I'll just give you my perspective here. Like, I was real down at the very beginning of this. I thought this sucked as a story. I still think all the vignettes have sucked. I'm not going to take that back. The Outback Steakhouse, the Crocodile Hunter, the 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 banging the four chicks in the bathroom, the the coal being bad at the weights. The only one that was good was like they, when they connected playing video games. I thought that was kind of cute, but beyond that, those have all have been pretty bad. So, um, you know, the story there, it seemed pretty straightforward that it was Cole being dumb. MJF going to turn on him. But now it seems like that has pivoted. So I find that interesting. So I appreciate that out of the story. Um, you know, again, as I said here, uh, lots of times that I wish that, this was MJF, a story between MJF and Cole after MJF had lost the title. That's what this whole thing has felt like. It feels like a, a come down from a good title reign that maintains you on the card like Jericho's done Within when he lost the title. He was still important. What Moxley was, hopes his second run before the all the weird stuff with, with Punk, he was still doing stuff. So it felt important for that. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm now convinced... Uh, at least in my mind, that this leads to a rematch the next week. It's something that makes sense. So it's more, this is not about the match itself. It's more about like what the story is and what does that lead to? Does that suck for your biggest event of all time to be, you know, a, 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 uh, oh my God. TV match,
0: uh, essentially.
1: Yeah. A Star, a Starcade 97 situation is kind of what this feels like where you're setting up the next, pay-per-view main event i mean i definitely better work rate let's not go crazy there but um it feels like that to me and it feels like one thing that is going to feel not great in the moment as a fan especially live that's the main event that's where it ends but it could in in the annals of history it could be a good story when all of it has played out so i'm not totally papooing this being a good wrestling story in the end but just like the beats and where it's going and uh when it's happened i think i've been unideal but i think the story may turn out to be good so i'm, I'm very mixed on that that i'm intrigued to see what happens if it happens the way i think it's going to happen i'll be slightly disappointed but i think mjf is the more creative one in this batch and i'm interested to see how this goes and how they do it um it's a little bit roman bloodline story where i'm intrigued to see what i you know how i think it's going to go but I'm always kind of wrong. So I'm kind of more of a curiosity from that same point. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I I mean you're I, I'm right with you. Like I to me it's it's and I'm gonna go to our, another super chat here. Um we mm-hmm. got a two we have to get to. Um Zach jumping in. The skits haven't been haven't all been there for me, but the crowd is eating up everything. MJF and Adam Cole. Babyface MJF is great, and I think Cole Turns rejoins the kingdom. And babyface MJF chases. Okay, I so I can see that happening, and I, I mean I, I I really can. I think that's a that's a plausible outcome that Zach has brought to the table. But for me, I can't shake the notion that you've got all out in a, in a week after this match. One one week in a day, like. CM Punk is going to be involved in that title match. As far as I, as far as I'm concerned, like it has to be that because. You know, you don't have time to build to another match. Like, and yes, you could do MJF versus Cole three. What does CM Punk do at the United center though? Like what, what happens at, at, at that point in a week? You know, to me, you know, I think MJF wins this match and, and, and then, and then maybe at the end of the show, you do some court, some type of um, some type of standoff with MJF, and 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 that's your and that's your hook. But you've seen already MJF beat Adam Cole, heel turn for Cole. Obviously, that would not be the case in in that scenario. Does anybody want to? Does anybody want to see Adam Cole turn heel right now? Like like, I I, I think that the the. The 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 analysis of this whole feud is 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 kind of miss is is off because it's like okay if MJF and Cole are as over as you say it as a duo then you're not breaking them up even if you have this match like why do that like you can you can keep that story going for for weeks and weeks and weeks and MJF can do his thing and Adam Cole can do his thing and you know you and then down the road you can do a turn and that means way more than it would right now. So if that's as hot as you, if you stipulate that, okay, that duo is hot and everybody's eating everything up, you, you got to keep that in place, which to me means MJF wins and you go on your separate ways. and, 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 and that's, and that's what you do. You put MJF in front of CM Punk. If you do the heel turn with Cole, I, I just don't know how I feel about that, man. Like, like, (laughs) I mean, are you, are you sure that, that, that that's like, how sure are you on a scale of one to 10 that that's going to happen? Because Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know that the like fans have ever really wanted to boo Adam Cole. Like yeah, he's been in AEW two years now. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, has he ever really been a heel? Like not really.
1: Mm -hmm. So there's, Okay, a lot going on there and a lot of that question. I would say, like me personally, I would not turn him. But the way this matches, this, this what you laid out there is how we think it's going to go, right? We think Cole's going to turn on MJF and join the kingdom, which if you don't know who the kingdom are, that's like his group in Ring of Honor. That's why Matt Taven and Mike which Bennett. a lot of people don't. Now,
0: a lot of people do yes. not know that. But, you know,
1: I think that's more of an Easter egg that that would be explained, uh, hopefully. But like, and Roger Strong was like brought in by them. And that was a group that Cole ran in ROH. So that's like the breadcrumb there that is being laid out there, which I'm fine with breadcrumbs like that. If you, if you don't really need to know, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool, but that's like the straight down the middle play. And that's like, at first I thought the straight down the middle play was MJF turning on Cole doing the whole regular MJF thing. And they've subverted that. Right. So if it is what, what you just laid you know if it is Cole turns on MJF whether he wins or loses um you know i think that's fine that's the play right down the middle i think anything else makes this a extremely intriguing opportunity right and i wouldn't turn Cole for that reason that i think the way out of this and you're not going to really like this in the moment but i think it solves a lot of problems <laughs> in AEW oh
0: i'm excited i am excited
1: you have you have so MJF beat or oh, they tied they drew right but Cole was about to pin MJF, if I'm recalling that, right? Right? Yep. Or he hit he yep. hit the Panama or he hit the DDT or whatever. So you do that same thing. You have the same exact. You can even have it at 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes and five seconds when this happens for all the nerds out there to to do the video essays on, which I love. Thank you. You do that. Cole has it. MJF's laying there. He's dead. Right. He's ready to pin. Cole hesitates to pin his best friend, and you have. Old, golden vampire come in with a real world title, hits Cole in the head, it's a DQ. MJF wins via DQ or he hits whatever, and then you get a triple threat between the three of them. CM Punk is your heel. Finally, he's confirmed. He's in that match. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal, but you keep Cole and MJF friends. You don't have him join the Kingdom because that would hurt Cole. Because the Kingdom is a, you know, is a. uh What was the group with with Stokely Hathaway and Big Bill and Ethan Page and all that? The Firm. That is like The Firm, but like one point better because of Adam Cole, right? And so it makes Punk a heel. Again, I don't love triple threats. I don't love the main event being a smoz like that. So I I didn't book into this spot. If you just tell me how to fix it, this is how you fix it. Because it's kind of a disaster at this point. But you retain the friendship. Cole's a baby face. MJF's a babyface. CM Punk's a heel. That's the most important thing to me right now is where all these people are aligned after this show. It's a huge moment. CM Punk getting booed by 90,000 people, flipping everybody off. Major heat. You have Cole and in, in, in MJF hugging. You have ultimate babyfaces. Is it a great win to have the match happen? No. But it gets you to the next week. You're knowing that. You bought the ticket. Everybody in the crowd knowing that the pay-per-view was literally a week later. So I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. That That's that's how that's how we go
0: yeah man i mean yeah yeah we've got another contribution the build has been bad sean tells us cole turns he just turned and joining the kingdom hurts him more than helps him curious to see what happens yeah i think tyler you you addressed that and sean i think you're right i mean look guys we 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 can't we cannot i refuse to overstate the kingdom's position in AEW, they are a Ring of Honor, like mid card faction. At the, I mean, that's what they are at this point in time. They're not even in Ring of Honor main events. Like that, to me, you know, if if, if the Kingdom is playing like a key role in this, like, that's not good for you. That's not good for you at, on the biggest on the biggest stage and with, with the biggest show. I mean, there's just. There's no depth there for them. They have not been introduced to the AEW audience. There's no meaning there. I barely even remember that Adam Cole was even involved with that with that faction. It's just mm-hmm. – it's just that's, – that's just – it's just too deep. They're not even an AEW team. Um, thank you, Sean. Zach, hard disagree with Sean. The pivot to Cole being the one to turn has made this much more interesting. I mean, yeah, maybe. But I I don't think you need the kingdom for that. I mean, Zach, I hope you're not disagreeing with that part. Like, you don't need Adam Cole can turn heel on MJF without the kingdom. Um, Yeah, no question. Like that, that, that can happen and should happen. And or if 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 they're going to go this way, you do it without 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 the kingdom. I think the kingdom involvement here is
1: is before we get to the next two, which I appreciate those as well. Like the one thing we have not talked about, which is still fully on the table here, is that the the Cole hug and backstab thing was a swerve on us as a cr- like MJF could totally screw over Adam Cole here. And it's like that is certainly a possibility as well. And like is that good? Probably not. I, I've I've enjoyed MJF as a baby face and I feel like he's he's at a good spot there. But like we I just want to make sure we don't forget that 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 could certainly happen. I think that's probably the worst case scenario, but I think it is certainly what MJF would want to do with his character. He's still referring to himself as the devil all that sort of stuff, right? So it's always on the table with him. So
0: and and I'm glad you brought that up. And thank you, Zach. I, I appreciate it. Of course, we appreciate you and Sean. Thank you. The mm-hmm. MJ, I, I know that so MJF had like a passionate kind of babyface promo, you know. And and MJF, like he's good when he's talking like real life stuff, when he's talking about his history mm-hmm. and he's talking about his road you know, that he that he traveled to get to all in and to, you know, when he's doing that, like I think he's, you know, he's a likable kind of guy. But there's a part of this whole babyface shtick that I that I'm I don't I'm not like committing myself to yet that he's just a full babyface right now. Like I I I just there's too much there and he's too good of a performer. And when I watch him perform this babyface act, I'm like there's inauthenticity there. Like, and I think it's on purpose. I think he's putting it there for a reason, but I'm like, I'm still not buying this whole MJF thing. So, I mean, if you're gonna give me like two scenarios, I think I think you have to take 50% of this is MJ, like because you know, I forget what they call this, but the most simple like road the is,
1: Occam, Occam's razor.
0: Yes, yes, the most simple road here is punk wins against Samoa Joe. MJF cheats or whatever to beat Adam Cole Cole versus MJ or Punk versus MJF Punk Babyface MJF is the heel. You do that a week later. Yeah. That is the the easiest role. That's so deflated. I
1: mean, (laughs) yeah, that's like like, there's so many good opportunities. That's like the worst case scenario, in my opinion. But you know
0: But like you can't just count that because that that means like there has to be like that is the most likely. I think mm-hmm. scenario when you're, when you're kind of juggling these pieces, because if you go any other direction, it gets, you know, it gets pretty muddy, pretty quick. Like, and not in a bad way necessarily, but there's a lot of balls in the air to turn around and have a pay-per-view one week later, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I just don't think you can completely discount that, like, you know, forget here that MJF is a heel. Like he's a bad guy, you know? And, mm-hmm you know, that, that may be the the outcome. So what's your final pick here, man? What's your final uh, goal? Actually before, before that, um, Zach is, uh, is booking our, uh, is booking all out for CM Punk. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. I mean, yeah, man, you could do that. But like that just made event in collision in front of like 450,000 viewers on a Saturday night, like college football is going to be on. It's just like, I don't know. Is that going to get people to buy a pay-per-view? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Even, I mean, I just don't know that that does it for me. Go ahead, Tyler. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, same thing. It's like, it would almost be like a gimmick to do like who is CM Punk? Like, uh, and they're doing that obviously with Joe. So it's not like a disregarding statement. It might be actually a gimmick they're doing of like who is CM Punk beat in the main event of collision since collision started and doing like retreads of, of three of those in a row for pay per views, right? Like for Joe and then Ricky back to back and then move on to the next thing. That's very uninspired booking, uh, yeah. In my opinion, so. But
0: I I agree. And then last thing from Zach here is, and this this is this is I think the elephant in the room. And so I'm glad you point this out, Zach, because it's a good argument to push back on. Turning on MJF would be nuclear heat. Mm-hmm. What do you think the reaction is going to be like for MJF? Eighty thousand people in Wembley Stadium. I mean to me even without this Adam Cole story where like you've we've seen MJF like turn good you know with the vignettes and become Adam Cole's friend I think even if you drop a heel MJF into that environment with a crowd that's never seen him before that knows him you know that's a babyface pop right there like you're swimming upstream at that point regardless um for as much as I don't think it's going to go the way Zach thinks it's going to go, there probably is nuclear heat to be had. If someone were to turn heel on, on MJF
1: for sure. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. Even if he was heel, he would get such a good reaction in that crowd. They haven't seen him. Yeah. And especially if he gets some mic time, you know, how are they going to do the entrances? Are they going to come out together? Cause they're buddies like that, that, and then like MJF could talk the whole time down the ring and like, you know, get, dude, they could do a promo before like, and then have the match start. Like, I don't think any of that's out of their own possibility. And anytime MDF gets to work the crowd, I think, is, is a good thing. So I would actually not be super opposed to that as opposed to them. But, you know, one thing we haven't talked about at all is what happens with the ROH World titles. I, we don't have time to cover it here. But, like, is there some <laughs> – are they piss at each other and you know it for sure. And then there's, story, there's little vignettes throughout the pay-per-view that you know, like, hey, they, they're not happy with each other and they come out separate all that's on the table as well so we'll see what how they decide to go about that
0: nobody is going to watch that i i i don't i just
1: at least 90,000 people will watch it the people that are well, like they yes, there guess, on time to watch it so
0: yeah 102,000 people are going to watch that yeah yeah mm-hmm. um okay your pick for this final main event mjf or adam Cole? i
1: I already told you my fancy booking. So obviously that's how I would book it. But what I think will happen is I think that Adam Cole will turn on MJF with the help of the kingdom. And we'll get him to try and elevate the kingdom as a group and kind of do a little bit of what worked for him in NXT. I think he as a performer is going to try and lean on that as that's the best work he's ever done in his career. He had a group of three guys following him while he was a heel Um you know, do I think Cole wins? Probably not. I think there's a rematch between the two of them. He gets DQ'd in that turn. Um, And then it's MJF versus Cole at all out for the title is what I think will happen. So we'll see.
0: Okay. All right. I'm taking MJF. I'm taking MJF. I think, I think we get a win here for him. I think that sets up punk and MJF and, and, and you know, and you, you go from there. But that's yeah.
1: um And the way you described we'll it will right? see he uses the diamond ring out of his pants and hits Cole. With yeah, him. that's what you think.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think I think classic MJF, you know, is is okay. the devil, you know, and like and I mean and he'd go back to it, like the the the, the whatever the, the biggest the greatest thing the devil ever did was convincing people that he didn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. This plays there. Um yeah. and I and the one other thing
1: before we, oh sorry, go no, ahead. no, no, you go, you go. I was gonna say. Well, it's not about that. So it's about another match. So you finish your thing, oh, and that'll okay. be like the one match—the one match that hasn't been booked that I think we have to see. But you, you finish.
0: Oh, okay. I'm excited to hear that. Um, in for this match, it's like, like the business of All Out. Like, I think you have to have like a pretty huge main event match to carry a $50 pay per view a week after. Everybody just spent $50 on another pick. Like, and is it are people gonna pay to see the exact same match again? Like that, like there's a business element of this that I'm like, ah, I just don't know. And so that's another major Mm -hmm. reason why I pick and punk versus Mm -hmm. MJF to happen because it's just, I just, you know, there's a reality of running that match back. And I don't I don't know if you can, you know, make it hot enough in a week's time to have people essentially shell out hundred bucks for that match twice. So I'll end yeah, up so, might be so
1: cash might be so cash drunk on that gate that it's like, eh, if we are twenty thousand yeah true. under what we usually our pay per view buys are we're still doing two pay per views in two weeks. So we're gonna make more than we would just doing the one
0: pay per view anyway. Yeah you're right. Like you're right. I mean thing, so. hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with
1: that. Um but the one match that has not been booked has not been talked about on TV but I certainly think has to happen is we certainly are going to get Grado versus Jeff Jarrett, right? That's got to be somewhere on this card to get the pop for the live crowd. That He's going to buy the rights to Like a Prayer, one time only. <laughs> 90,000 people singing Like a Prayer with Grado, and then Jeff Jarrett hits him with a guitar and pins him one, two, three, and everyone gets, you know, that'll get more heat than turning on MJF if you destroy <laughs> Grado uh, in one second with, with everybody in that group. That has to happen, right?
0: That has to happen. Tony Khan okay. said that there was, you know, that there's more, you know, more uh yeah, more it's matches be, that
1: could um, be. Yeah, it's gotta be unannounced. It's gotta be Jeff Jarrett out in the middle of the ring. Sorry, I don't usually fancy book, you know that. But like it's gotta be Jeff Jarrett in the middle of the ring talking crap. And then yeah. just like the lights go down and then the the music starts. Everyone knows, and then everyone's phones are out and they're clapping. Oh it would be I'll talk about moments. Like no one cares about Jeff Jarrett and it's, you know, he's 57 great as a guy who's never going to come back. Like that's when you have a moment of like, remember how fun that was. It didn't matter at all. And we all had a great time. That's where you have like those moments that you can sacrifice. Like yes. that's the, even Guther said it, a comedy match can work if it's done well. And I think that's like the exact moment to do it. So, so make sure we <laughs> talked about that. If it does happen, you're welcome that you knew about it. And you're the cool friend
0: who called it out at your watch party. There you go, guys. There you go, audience. Um, I want to make I want to, I mean, you know, for as much action we're getting on this main event, it's mm-hmm. maybe it is hotter than than I think it is. Sean jumping in with the friendship between them, I just haven't bought. And Sean, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to sum it up because I'm right there with you. Like, there's just something about it that I just that that I just don't think is authentic where you and I may differ, Sean, is that I think it's on purpose. Like I think MJF is talented enough to put that out there where it's like, you feel like the awkwardness and you're questioning everything on purpose because he is that, because he is, he is that good. Zach, Zach believes cool MJF rematch sells to pay per view. We'll see. We'll see Zach. I mean, I'm glad, you know, don't, you know, don't you, you put it out there. And, and I think that that works just fine. You know, I, I, any any main event is tough is a tough sell after fifty bucks being plopped down seven days before. Mm. I mean, no matter what you're putting out there. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it does. And then you know, on that heels on that you don't do a Punk versus MJF in a week at United Center in Chicago. You know, you, you like that may be the hottest you 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 ever get for this match is 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 right there. You know. So mm-hmm. my argument would be like go with it. Go with it while you can. See Punk Mains or something in a week, you know. If he comes out of the Joe thing in One Piece. You know, you're you you know you're not back in Chicago for a long time and you know you 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 got to you want to do that match. You want to get what you can out yeah. of it.
1: So get it. At least go at ahead. like 6 weeks before you go back to Chicago for sure. You know, it's be a long time. So.
0: It'll be at least 6 weeks, at least.
1: <laughs> oh
0: gosh. All right, guys. Thank you! What a show! Uh, appreciate everybody. Um, it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun this weekend. Mm-hmm. All in, uh, we have you covered at seScoops.com. Um, Tyler and I will have you covered over at Brass Ring Media. You can follow that uh, Brass Ring underscore Media and find out what we're doing over there. It's a f- really fun thing. Hopefully, you guys check that out um, and give us a shot. It's going to be a fun weekend to do so. SE SC Scoops has you covered. Top Rope Nation podcast. Um, coming up on Thursday, I'm sure they will give all their thoughts on uh, the All In Show, and they will have the perspective of watching the final dynamite uh, for that. So check out their show, subscribe to SE SC Scoops on YouTube, um, and follow all the great work that's being done by some really great contributors at seScoops.com. We've got all the news that you could possibly want. We've got some really cool features, um, and uh, um, you know everything in between. So keep it locked there all weekend. It's SE Scoops. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to all of our people who've downloaded the podcast late. We appreciate you. If you don't have time to watch us live every single Tuesday, nine Eastern, eight central, um, check us out. Wherever podcasts are found for you. uh, We hit um, the podcast feeds on Wednesday morning. um, So you can check us out there and support the show um, that way. Tyler, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. man. We'll catch you next week.